Hello and welcome to another episode of the Screaming Eagles podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Manly Sea Eagles and the 2018 Wooden Spooners, the Parrot Eels. I'm your host Ben and joining me as always is the Arsenial Hall to my Eddie Murphy, Billy Night Train Buttons. Thank you Ben. Yes, thank you for also reminding me of the wooden spoon. I thought yeah. you were going to give me a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of leeway before that topic was brought up. Well, I uh, we have obviously we haven't done a podcast since July last yep. year, as it turns <laughs> out. <laughs> so hmm. we both, I don't know. Look, I'm not a, I'm not like a X file type crazy conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy theorist. No. But. Yeah. If you connect the dots, there might be something to do with Para and Manly <laughs> finishing 16th and 15th on the ladder. Yeah. And us not podcasting for the entire second se- second half of the season. There could be some kind of Look, very weak st- statistical link. You know, we, we, we'd need some sort of, you know, Rain Man type person some, to Someone come who in. works in finance, maybe. Finance. To, to crunch those numbers, some goodwill hunting motherfucker to come yes, in and sort of right. put the whole thing together. And look, if there's anyone out there listening, we'd love to, I'd love to see the hard stats on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wooden spooners. But uh, I thought you were going to say thanks for reminding me that coming to America too has it's been happening, green. It's happening, is it? Mate, it's been green lit and it's happening. Wow. See, this is what we need to do more of. We need to move the podcast back to the pre-Billy era where we just talk about movies. <laughs> That's right. And then we, you know, spend five minutes talking about rugby league. Just talk about our weekend, what we've been yeah, up to. That's right. Talking about mulching the garden. Yeah, that's right. Cyrus used to like to go on about. So what's who's in this new one? Is, it, is Eddie Murphy signed on? Yep. Wow. Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall. Wow. Yeah. The two, I mean, and the rest. Uh, well, I mean, they played else? half the characters anyway, who were, didn't they? There was, um, there was John Amos. John Amos, yeah. There was James, James Earl, Earl Jones. Jones. Wow. There yeah. was uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. was the kid in the barbershop getting his hair cut. That's right. Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson's the guy um, holding the with the shotgun. <laughs> up the, 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 you, the rhinoceros pizzle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who, who, who played Daryl? The guy he went on to Darryl be an ER, on but ER, I can't remember yeah. his name. He was probably Eric LaSalle. There you go. I, I use the French French pronunciation. Uh, LaSalle. LaSalle. Yeah. yeah. From Louisiana. The room. Eric. The room. I think that's what it means. Anyway. Does it? It's been a while. Yeah. Since I did French, but uh, that should be—that's definitely something yep. to look forward to. Yep, they're writing it, and if there's one thing we know, Eddie Murphy is just just one hit after another these days. <laughs> so you know it's going to be Top Gun. Although I just listened to a podcast with Kevin Hart. Yep. And they were uh, in this podcast. They asked him to talk about, you know, who the funniest people he'd work with um, were, and. His, his comment was Eddie Murphy's the funniest guy to be around yep. all the time. He yeah, said right. Will Ferrell was also hilarious, mm. um, but he reckoned Eddie Murphy's just 
the best still. So be good to see Eddie. What happened then? Yeah, I don't. Maybe he just made enough money where he didn't care. care. Like if you had, like Adam Sandler. Yeah, if you had a couple hundred mil in the bank account. Yeah. Who cares? You just do dumb movies where you get to dress up as fat old ladies. And bang Spice Girls. And trannies. <laughs> <laughs> Remember he got picked up? I think the Spice Girl is a tranny, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Uh, jury's yeah, out. Maybe jury's out. Anyway. Um, so, And how was your break? We'll it, just well, quickly touch on that before we get into, um, you know, before we get into the football. Well, if, if any of the uh, very perceptive Magnificent Seven listeners might pick up during today's podcast, this is actually... Not my break. This is the only time of the year when I actually do some work because it's school holidays. Oh, and, yeah, of um, course. Yeah, so I've, yeah. I've got kids home. Yep. I'm basically Mr. Dad, but not really doing anything of any value. So uh, breaks. Christmas was good. Went over to Hawaii, nice. which was nice. Yep. Lovely. Um, had a week on the Big Island and a week in uh, North Shore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, spent a bit of time in the green room. Yep. Pipeline. <laughs> Waimea Bay. Yeah. I can't surf for anyone listening. I try, but I'm terrible. So um, that was me. What nice. about yourself? Well, I actually had um, one of the missing hosts from the Screaming Eagles podcast come over from oh. Cyrus is currently living in Perth, but he came over yep. for a uh, for a week. Shout out to and, Cyrus. Uh, yeah, no we went out. Listening. I took him out to the spiritual, the spiritual home of the Screaming Eagles podcast, the Peter Shemin. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mate, the, he would have killed it. The he levels, it. the levels gone up there. Has it? The, it's almost not worth going now because the girls are really hot. It's wow. not like a freak show. It's yeah. not like you're not you're not walking into like a scene from The Greatest Showman, <laughs> where there's just or like bearded the, ladies and a bar scene and... in um in Star Wars. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the cantina. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, so Cyrus would have done well there, no doubt. Oh well, you would have thought because Cyrus is known for picking up the ladies. Yeah. Mate, he has got no stripper game whatsoever. Wow. Wow. The only person I've seen talk to strippers worse than Cyrus was Tricky Ricky. Tricky Ricky. From one of the Magnificent Seven. Okay. But Cyrus is just like, they come up to him. You know, they all come around for a bit of a chat. Yeah. And He's Cyrus a good looking just, man, Cyrus. And Cyrus just started talking to them about their dag tags. Going, oh, your dag tags are hanging out the back of your pants and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, oh, are they? He yeah. Goes, yeah, yeah. Oh, do you want me to fix it? Oh, no, don't. I don't want to touch. I don't want to, I don't want to get creepy and start touching your dag tags. <laughs> and I was just like, too late. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he spent the entire day, the next day, he stayed the night at my place. And then he spent the entire next day on my couch um, and throwing up wow. in the bathroom all day. What's happened? Perth's changed him. Perth has changed him. We literally had five beers and probably four bourbon and Cokes. Wow. And the next day I was up and I was fine and he was just laid out. So was he? he's moved to Perth obviously to get a head start in preparation for when the Eagles move over. Is that the, is that the plan? I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. No. An advanced record they call it. <laughs> Well, the air's thinner over there, so maybe his his tolerance to alcohol has yeah. has lightened. He, or he only it. can drink like a Margaret River Chardonnay. Well, I think what's from the Perth? It's uh, what's the beer they have in Perth? Little Creatures. Oh, is that a Perth? Yeah, because it used to be Swan Lager. Oh yes, of this course. one's. I think we've reminisced about Swan this Lager. one's made for you, yeah. which was Alan Bond, didn't he? Start that one up, didn't he? Oh, uh, he was definitely in the ad. He was in the ad. Um, Craig Norman was in the ad. Yeah, Mick Doohan, I think, was in an ad. Yes. And whoever whoever opened Hamilton Island 
There was a there was a whole right. Swan Lager ad about yeah. Hamilton <laughs> not Island. getting wiped out by a hurricane. Yeah, that's right. And then it's recently got. I went. I also went to Hamilton Island wow. break, and it's actually got wiped out by a hurricane three years ago. Wow. At we some point a, you got to look make a beer about it. <laughs> at some point you got to look at locations. Yeah. It's Maybe like the it's farmers like, who are always in drought conditions. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it's always in drought, you might mm. want to have a look at that. Yeah. Yeah. If 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 your home ground is yeah. always covered in divots and, you know, yeah. lays in a kind of sewer, yeah. maybe it's time to move somewhere. Well, it's like me getting a place in pit water and complaining there's no surf. <laughs> <laughs> At some point you gotta look at it going, eh, maybe I should have gone on the other yeah. side. Of the I knew a guy that moved opposite a pub and yeah. spent his whole time complaining about the noise. About the noise. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Weird little guy. Yeah. I think his name was Billy. Uh, across the road Billy from two pubs if, yeah, I, if right. memory serves. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so it's been a, it's been a long time since we've, we've done a, a very podcast. A lot of stuff happened. We're not going to try and go over everything because I get no. I'm assuming most people have known what's happened over mm. the last six months. So it's we'll, also think, very painful for me in yeah, particular. Yeah. So we'll just go. I guess we'll just go over the 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 highlights mm, or lowlights. And, and of course, we always start with news. Chair today, gone tomorrow. Trent Barrett exits Manly over broken promises about outdoor furniture. Wow. The big, probably the, we'll start with the biggest. The biggest story of the, the biggest year. story, apart from Manly coming 15th and not playing very well. The biggest story is obviously Trent Barrett. Yeah. Now, if you go back to, I think it was either the last podcast or the second last podcast. Mm. Um, if those, it's a long if people, way back. It is. And if most people remember, we've got a segment called I'm Done yeah. on this show. And if you go back, you'll realize that I was done with Trent Barrett. Yeah. And I had a bit of a spiel mm. and, I, and you'd almost say I was triggered. Yeah. Um, Trent was just throwing around excuses left, right and center about everything. Everything, mm. it, everything was everyone's fault except for Trent's. Um, and I'd stuck up for Trent. You had quite, quite up until <laughs> that point, and then, that and then up until that point, I was done. Yeah, I was done. And I think it was at the point where he was causing all this kerfuffle, and then he turned it around and tried to get us fans on side by saying, "I'm doing it for the players, and I'm doing it for the fans mm. to try and get this, to try and get this um, club up to a, a competitive level with, mm. with everywhere else." And I lost it at that point. I was like, mate, you're not doing it for us. You're doing it for yourself because you're you're having a bit of a you're having a bit of a spat because you can't work out a way to win. Yeah. So he lost me then. Yeah. As it turns out, as we now find out, he actually quit at the end of May, early June, halfway through the season. And you've only got to look at how the team played, and they played the way he coached. Manly would come out, they'd play okay, and then they'd just give up at the end of the game. No ticker. No ticker. No no mongrel, <laughs> you could say. No manner. <laughs> um, and it doesn't surprise me. They played like their coach coached them. Yeah. And you can't tell me that, that when you find out that your coach has quit halfway through a season, hands in his notice, that you're going to you're going to reflect that attitude. Yeah. Well, someone made the point that 
you know, for all Supercoach BA's faults, yes, he didn't kind of run off and whinge about, you know, Parra also don't have the best training facilities. I mean, I'm led to believe half the NRL don't. You know, no. there's a very big haves and haves not. Shane Flanagan, when he's not doping up people and making phone calls <laughs> um, that he shouldn't be, yeah, he built the gym. Yeah. He painted it. He built it. He... He decked it out. The, yeah. the, the shark, the Cronulla Sharks gym, he did it all himself. Yeah. Well, so they for get Trent paid to, enough to do it as well. Yeah. Like. So for Trent to, to throw his skirt over his head and complain that he had to bring in some outdoor furniture of his own. Yeah. <laughs> oh, didn't. See, I feel as an, as an outsider looking in, it felt like this was... I felt like Gus Gould had a bit to do with this. Right. Because I know... Trent's one of Gus's guys. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, Gus loves Trent. Yeah. And you could hear Gus kind of... I think he was angling along the lines of, look, Manly are very lucky to have Trent Barrett. Mm. And, you know, he's been thrown under the bus by Manly. Yeah. And yep. he should really be at a better team. Yeah. Now, I reckon, I reckon Trent thought, well, this is... I'm going to quit here... I've got a job waiting for me at the Panthers. Mm. Um, I'm going to have teams knocking down my door because yep. Gus Gould has said I'm a good coach and yeah. everyone everyone knows Gus has never been wrong about anything before. <laughs> yeah. um, and so probably thought he was in a really good position and thought that the tide of public sentiment would probably be with him. Yep. And I think he just couldn't have been further from the truth. Like I don't think Manly fans necessarily love the pens all the time mm. but this is what you know you're the coach of a team you don't walk it like let's look at ricky stewart what he did to para mm. you don't just walk out on your team no matter how how bad a hand you've been dealt and let's look at like ricky stewart's team at para 80 percent of them aren't in the nrl they, that was a horrible squad mm. still not excusable but that was a horrible trent barrett had one of you know not the best rosters in the NRL, but he certainly had a roster that was capable of making the eight. And he just... I would say it's its at least a top... It was at least a top 12 team. Yeah, You exactly. wouldn't put him in the bottom four. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, they've and, got and enough stars. They've got... What what have you yeah. got? What time is it? It's its five past one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, 24th of January. Yeah. Write this down because it's very rare I say this. Billy, you're 100% right. <laughs> I think Gus Gould was filling his head with fairy tales. Yeah. And I think Gus was also probably stoking the fire. Yeah, going, he was doing... Oh, yeah. what? He was definitely they, you stoking don't, you some don't kind have of fire. A, you don't have a, a centre of excellence at Manly? Yeah. You don't have this. You don't have that. Oh, here at Penrith, we do this. We do that. You know, And, and, and yeah, and Trent's like, oh, well, yeah, I should. I, I should have all that. And I should, you know... I shouldn't have to yeah. paint the gym. Yeah. I mean... You know, and and you know, you've only got to look at Gus to see what's happened with their coaching over the last yeah. little while. That you shouldn't really listen to anything Gus no, says. No, but I, I think you're 100 percent correct, and I think um, and I think he he read the lay of the land and the public opinion very poorly. Yeah, and I think the biggest mistake he made was when he did that interview with Buzz Rothfield. Yeah, and he the now famous outdoor furniture. Yeah. He thought public public opinion would sway his way. We were going, oh yeah, and I even had to bring in a chair. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was like, and yeah, so what? Yeah, is yeah. that really your big reason? 
for quitting halfway through a season that yeah. you had to bring your chair in. And I think that was the point where most Manly fans went, this guy's just grasping for excuses. Yeah, he was, you could see he was, trying to, think, he was trying to shift the narrative. Yeah, exactly. Where he, he, he you know, he's, he's a first grade coach and look what's happened. No one's charging down the door no to one's hire charged him, him. And, and now let's look at how he quit. He quit halfway through the season and he didn't quit and he didn't just say, I'll see out the rest of this season, then I'm done. I'm giving you what he did was he goes, I'm going to give you one year's notice. Yeah. Knowing that you can't have a coach starting 2019 who's going to leave three months into a season. Yeah. So he did that thinking, well, the owners are going to have to pay me out. Bad luck. Now, what he's got to realize is who employs the coaches? The owners of other teams. Yeah. And he sent a very clear message to all the owners. Yeah. I'm willing to just screw you over by doing stuff like this. Yeah. He, he's an idiot. Yeah. He's a he's a two-year coach who's underperformed. Yeah. Yeah. And he and he handled he handled the Jackson Hastings thing poorly. Um, Jackson he like Jackson I'm not I'm not is, on team Jackson, but well ja- I am, but we are on yeah. team Jackson and if you have a look at Jackson Hastings, he's a saint. Yeah. yeah. Nothing short of a saint. <laughs> So to, to to get on the wrong side of Jackson Hastings, yeah, is like getting on the wrong side of Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that's right. If you got a problem with Jackson, yeah, you got you... a problem with this podcast. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, wow. so you've only okay. got to look at that. So Trent. So anyway, he left. Not too many people were upset by the yet. By the end of it, I think it was fifty fifty at the beginning, and by the end of it, yeah, he played it very poorly. Yeah. Um, so let's go on to the next. Okay. Manly sends out call for help. S O Des. So wow, did you write that? Yes. That's Manly. Oh yeah. So <laughs> you get so like excited. S O Des. Let me. Let me. Let me. Here's a quote from the pens. Okay. Des. So B A is super coach. Yes. Des. This is a direct quote. Salary cap master. <laughs> That's what they called him. When? In, in when they hired him. They they when when what, it was in the, the latest one. When they hired Des in two thousand and eighteen. The pen wow. said he's salary okay. cap master. Well Yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> Well but if BA's super coach, so, Des can be salary cap master. You definitely can. So, yeah. He's good with numbers. Yeah. Yep. So, well, there you go. You, now, oh, I know you're not one to ever change your mind on anything. Never. <laughs> but mysteriously, Twitter started playing up around the same time that Des was hired. <laughs> A bunch of your tweets yes. just were mysteriously disappearing. Uh, look. I won't lie, I have been on Richard's realm and I may have picked up a few viruses on my phone. Yeah. That's making it's my phone's been playing up. Yeah, it tends to what the way that works is you go onto one of those adult search engines and yeah. you type something in that you that excites you. Yeah. And it will sometimes you know, the virus will go through your search history and just delete all those so no doubt you were looking for a bit of Hazleporn. <laughs> Destruction porn. (laughs) Des gaping. Watch this girl get destroyed. (laughs) So, look. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, Mm. but a famous man once said a man who 
is afraid to change his mind. Yeah. Insert the rest here. I don't know how it goes, but yeah. I'm sure it's I'm There's sure something. it's something in there yeah. saying that you should be able to change. Yeah, definitely. You know the my favorite. Tweet part? it into me, please. Yeah. The rest of that one. Someone make it, just to you know just attribute it to anyone. No sure. one checks these things yeah. ever. I think it was um, uh, Winston, Winston Churchill. Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there you go. Creepy. Yeah. Um, my my favorite part of this whole scenario, and I had a lot of favorite parts, and it's not even particularly manly related. There's one individual in this whole saga, the whole mm. coaching merry-go-round. Yes. There's one individual that I think has just stood out as, as having an absolute role, a key role to play. Yeah. And that is Jason Taylor. <laughs> so Jason Taylor has yeah. just become yeah. the stooge yeah. that if, if you're like, I think this was brilliant. I reckon the pens probably leaked it to the press that they were talking to Jason Taylor. And when you do that, it doesn't matter who the next name thrown up is, everyone's gonna love it. So you could you could hire me after yeah. throwing the name Jason Taylor out yeah. there. Yeah. And the general public would probably go, well, this guy doesn't know the first thing about rugby league can hardly string a sentence together yeah but guys it, we're not getting jason taylor so well, let's celebrate well let, let me let me um I'll, I'll i'll fill you in a little secret yeah I, you know i work on in television yes right? whenever anyone is casting for a new host of a show yeah right whenever they do mm. they've got the person they want yeah and that but they have to give the network a couple of options <laughs> okay the other person so they always pick the person they want and then the other person they put up there is Millsy, Robert Mills. <laughs> he goes for everything. So they'll go, yeah, yeah, we're thinking this deaf, dumb and blind person or Robert Mills. What are we thinking? Uh, I think we'll go with the deaf, dumb and blind person. <laughs> that's a little industry inside little information. Trick. And yeah. that's basically, yeah, Jason Taylor. Jason Taylor yeah. is just... There's got, the guy we yeah. want or we could go with Jason Taylor. Yeah, I think we're leaning towards Jason Taylor, actually. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I mean, it's an impeccable record. Yeah, Let's right. just take, uh, you know, the drunk guy on the hill instead. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's right. So, yes, here's the thing. And I think you made a good point about Supercoach BA. The shit hit the fan and he stuck with para, mm. right? This is the problem that I felt deep down with Trent is there was no tie to Manly. Mm. So when the shit hit the fan, you, you always had this suspect. As soon as it started going a little bit funny, there was always rumors going, oh, he's going to leave, you yeah, know, he's yeah. not going to. And it was always hanging over the top of you. And I think that was was when, you know, it was like, yeah, you have to, you know, Manly's always been successful under Manly coaches, past players. Yeah. And it's one of those things that, yeah, it's not the Brisbane Broncos. It's not the Storm. It doesn't have the best facilities, although probably better than the Tigers and probably better than a few, Yeah, you know. But you need someone there who's got a tie to the team, knows the manly culture, knows that, yeah, 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 it's not, you're going to have to pick up dog shit from, from the oval from before Brooklyn. training and all that kind of stuff. But that's okay. And when it gets tough, they're not just going to go, ah, this is too hard. So when, so, so the names got thrown around, it's like, well, who is there? Mm. There's not too many. And as much as I love Tuve, I he's not the man for the job. Mm. Um, so, Despite all Dez's faults, yeah. he was he took Manly in two thousand and two from an absolute shit show 
yeah. and coach them, you know, very successfully and built up a team. So if you want someone to do that, and then the name was thrown around and it was a good fit because he, and I think it was a good fit also because he doesn't come in a position of power. Yeah. He was desperate as well. Yeah. Yeah. To, 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 you know, turn his reputation around. Manly's desperate for someone who's going to stick in there and work hard. So when it was thrown in there, I think it was a good fit. Yeah. I, I, I the biggest like concern, laughing at it, but... I, the biggest I, yeah. concern was that, um, you know, the pens were quoted as saying when they were asked, well, what made you think of Des? They said, oh, well, we had a fan forum and uh, one of the Manly fans got up and pointed out to us that Manly has always been successful when being coached by a Manly player. To, And my reaction was, did you really need a fan to point <laughs> that out to you? You're the owner of the team and yeah. you, you aren't aware of that? Oh. Like... It's a concern. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so they're it's busy running their weight loss businesses. That's right. So. <laughs> um, but anyway, Des is here. Oh, I'm pretty happy with it. Okay. As long as he's not allowed complete power yeah. over the um, salary cap. And like I said, I think he's coming. Uh, he's been, um, I don't want to say belittled, but he's been knocked down a few pegs. Where yeah. I don't think he comes in going, I want everything. Yeah. Well, I said this when when Para will, you know, we were throwing out who would like who would you like to coach Para. Mm. I think Des is a good guy even for an underperforming squad. He can he's a disciplinarian. Mm. He's been around enough where he knows how to relate to the players even if he's not like a long-term success guy. Mm. He'll shake it up and I don't think you can put you know, a coach has got enough to do if if the salary cap contracts are have been screwed up and back-ended as they were under Des allegedly. Yeah. I think that it's a little simplistic to pin that all on Des. The front office, what's the CEO doing? Like well, that's, that's the right. job of yeah. you're the you're the administration. Yeah. The coach has got to coach the actual team. Yeah. And the coach has an option to get a player and back-end a contract. The coach wants the best players as soon as they can get them because yeah. they might not have a job next year. So yeah. Get the player and figure it out later. Mm. I, I feel like Des got a little bit crucified over those back-ended deals. Yeah. Not that he didn't necessarily do them, but someone should have stopped him. Like I don't think that's all on Des at the no. Bulldogs, especially. And, and the fact is, I think what I like is that Des he can attract players. Yeah, people yeah. are happy to come and. I if, don't think whereas yeah. Trent, who, who who's, who's gonna, yeah. Who's coming to Manly because Trent's coaching them? Mm. Well, no I one. think he needs it. His reputation has taken a hit, so he'll need he'll need some results. But I, mm. you know, I I think it it ticks the box of being a Manly person. And who else was there? Like you know, it, 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 he's a, he's had proven success. He took the Bulldogs to the grand final. He's won grand finals. We with took Manly. him twice to the grand final. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, people are going, oh, you shit at the Bulldogs. Yeah, the Bulldogs had. One bad season, yeah, under Des, realistically, and all teams go up and down. Yeah, I think the problem is, is that yeah, he 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 didn't do too well with the books, but like you said, but look, out of all the coaches out there, I'm pretty happy with Des. Yeah, I, I didn't really want Maguire. Mm. I don't particularly rate him that highly, but anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Dylan Walker takes bros before hoes to a new level with games before dames. Oh, this is horrible. So, so Dylan Walker. Choose the door? Well, he chose the computer game. Uh, so, 
got into an argument with his missus. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, no, no, he got into an argument. That's yeah, not allegedly. Yeah, yeah. And he was playing a computer game. I'm going to go out on a crazy limb and say Fortnite. <laughs> um, him and Nathan Peets were probably playing each other. Yeah. And um, she's obviously gone, hey, yeah. can you spend some quality time with us? Or can you mind the baby or something? Or something's happened. And he's gone, hey, I'm right in the middle of the game. Yeah. And she's gone, no, you're not. And turned it off. Wow. Which... Maybe she's doing that Jimmy Kimmel challenge. I remember when I was seven playing Pong and my <laughs> mum did that to me. Got pretty angry. Yeah, did you deck I up? was seven though at the time. <laughs> well, you know, Jimmy Kimmel had this whole bit on the Kimmel show where he got parents to film themselves walking into their kids while they're playing Fortnite. Oh, really? Just turning it off and filming the kids' reaction. Oh, right. Some of the kids actually did like a walk. They didn't punch, but they went absolutely, absolutely ballistic. Yeah, you know? right. So, but they're not... You know, so what you're saying is, is Dylan Walker's a victim here. <laughs> no, we're gonna put we're gonna put the system on trial. Yeah. So what do you think is gonna happen? Is he gonna be? Um, look, I don't want to go. Out? I don't want to go too much into Todd. Yeah. I don't want to give anything away, but I'm done later on in okay. the show. And I don't look. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. But let's say I'll go into more detail about that. I think um, Dylan probably uh, six weeks ago yeah. was in a lot of trouble. Okay. I think since then, Jared Hayne and Jack DeBellin have taken the heat off him. Yeah, maybe. If it's a sliding scale, he's out of the three, he's probably on the bottom. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe. Well, allegedly. Yeah. If you go off the stories, yeah. the fact that he's back living with his missus, the fact that she's taken she, back the, yeah, yeah. the complaint, um, and all that, I, he will get weeks. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Manly's going to flick him, him yeah. because we've all learnt what happens there. Yeah. He just gets signed by another team. That's yeah. And, and that, that's it's a I great guess, redemption story yeah. that some journo then talks about. That's what shits me about the whole thing. Yeah. Is the NRL will do this whole white ribbon march and you know mm. all these all these and, and I think it's not just that. It's symbolic of, of Todd Greenberg. Again, I don't want to steal your thunder mm. later. I don't know who you're going to be done with. Oh, look, but this is the thing with Greenberg is he says all the right things. Yeah. Like he, 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 he speaks eloquently. He says a lot of deep, uh, impactful statements. And then he does nothing. He's, mm. as, as Paul Keating once labelled Andrew Peacock, he's all tip and no iceberg, <laughs> right? Greenberg, because yeah. he... He's not all tip, and no all, tip and no <laughs> all tip and no shaft. All tip, yeah, that too. Yeah. He's all he's all tip and no, his, his head does look a bit like a tip. Um, <laughs> circumcised, yeah. um, but he, it, it's just him. He he says all these things, and now he's made his bed. The NRL has to lie in it. All this talking tough on women, but then registering Matt Lodge or yeah, all these redemption stories. Manly's now in a position where they should fire Dylan Walker, right? Mm-hmm. That that would be the right thing to do f- as a standalone That's right. c- course of action. But yeah. the problem is they're going to release Dylan Walker. Some shitty PR is going to come through the Telegraph where they talk about how he's worked as a bartender in some little town and the locals, what a good bloke he is, mm. and he's going to sign with the Broncos or he's going to sign with yep. the Sharks yep. or... And it's going to be this story that they... And the NRL will embrace the it. The NRL embraces it. And run it. with it as yeah. well. 
And it's you know that's going to happen. So yeah. why should Manly release yep. one of that's their right. best players? Yep. Because we all know this is going to happen. He's yep. not going to be banned from no. playing anymore. Exactly. So, look, I think Manly should fire him, right? Mm. I still think they probably should, mm. and that's the lay of the land. But, you know, they're in a predicament now because Blind Freddy knows that in well, eight that, weeks' time this, he's going to join another team. This is what I think you should. It should be in contracts that if you get, if you get pinged for doing something like this, right? Yeah. There should, there's got to be financial... Cool, you're yeah. playing for the rest of the season... At half your rate. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's got to be something. Because yeah. essentially, by by this thing, what happens is another team reaps the rewards of it. It's like a team actually gains from him committing this. Yeah, exactly. This. And that's how the Sharks pretty much put together their premiership winning team. Yep. Even though they were cheating the cap on all years surrounding yeah, that a, one year, but yeah. they just happened to be under the yeah, cap wow. in 2016 via yeah. some miraculous... The team that had the strongest roster. Yeah. But that's how they put their squad together. They yeah, got right. the, you know, They got the outcasts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what will happen there, but he'll... It's a big loss for... Manly's backline, I think, in a, well, in a position where you're already a bit. Well, we've lost we lost um, Brian Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Um, so I, I reckon Dylan Moore could be gone for possibly six games. Yeah. And at some point, you've got to wonder. He's a great player, but over the three years we've had him, mm. he's underperformed greatly. Yeah. Partly due to Trent Barrett and the whole five eighths fiasco. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But. You know, he's missed a lot of games through punching doors. Yeah. He's lost games through picking fights with Storm players and getting his eye busted. Yeah. Busted. Yeah. He's, you know... He's got to he's, control his aggression. He, he's yeah. lost a lot of games through being, through silly behaviour. Yeah. You know, and... Yeah. Anyway. So... Turn that frown upside brown. <laughs> Lewis Brown retires from Manly. Oh, wow. I didn't see this one. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Now, Lewis Brown retiring from Manly, I'd say, is on a level from Anthony Watmo retiring from Origin. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you'd say it's somewhat of a forced hand. <laughs> the lack of contract. Oh, gosh. Um, anyway, I just brought that up because I wanted to say that, head, that headline. Turn that frown upside down. Upside brown. Upside brown. You're on fire. Yeah, thanks. You're on fire with the headlines. Um, so... But anyway, it's... It's happened. It's sad. gone. It's, it's sad. What, what's is, there, is there a link between Trent Barrett leaving and Lewis Brown? I've never seen the two in the same room together. <laughs> <laughs> is the Lewis Brown twin account going to keep going? I hope so. Yeah. Nothing Nothing quite beats a parody no. account. No. A fake parody. We need more parody accounts. Oh, if there's one thing Twitter and the NRL need, yeah. is more parody accounts. And there's nothing better, I think, than parody accounts getting into arguments with each other. Yeah, or talking about politics. Yes. You want to hear what a fake sports journalist... Yeah, drunken Booze Rothfield. Rothfield. Booze Rothfield and... Um, and I like Booze because he's a para fan, but, you know, there's, a, there's Ask Cunty. Can yeah, we say uh, that word? Yeah, on you this? can. Yeah. Uh, and Ask Cunty. Nothing better I, than look, two parody journal accounts going at, one going at each other. Yeah, Fantastic. about politics. It's about like, um, pill testing. It's like, that's right. <laughs> it's like watching mascots fight. You know, an oversized chicken versus an oversized bulldog. It's just like, yes, 
just brilliant entertainment yeah that's that's gotta that's gotta be anyway that's gonna be um, i don't want to give away anything so uh, okay let's, let's move on um well i got a few more but why don't we why don't you got a little i've got a you few, few parent headlines one or, one or two things happened with oh, you. Okay. so i thought i'd get the uh the elephant out of the room which you already released through tim manor was uh eels win 14th wooden spoon Ooh. so that happened and i think we all we can leave it there i think it yep. was it was kind of sometimes you lose but you win. Yep. And I think, you know, this is a positive thing for the club. Can I just touch on something? Not sure. We talked about it before, <laughs> but it wasn't set in stone. Yeah. Super coach, mm. which, you know, the league I won. Yeah. So your team name yeah. was Manly Cheats. Manly Cheats. Mm. Rightly or wrongly. Yeah, that's what the public has that's, decided. That's what came out in the court of law. Yeah. You know. My I don't know. My my opinion's still pending. Yes. And my team was called Paris 14th Wooden Spoon. Yes, I know. Creepy. Very creepy. That both came true. Very creepy. Especially in a year that most most journos yeah. had Paris finishing top four. Mm. So for me to come out and say Paris 14th Wooden Spoon and for it to turn out correctly. Yep. All I'm saying yeah. is you better watch out for yeah, this, name this season of what I'm going to name yeah, my... you better watch out what I'm going to yeah. name my team too. Ooh. Yeah, scary. Scary. So get on board the Screaming Eagles. Uh, because, Please. look, uh, we we may well be in the presence of celebrity. I'm not... You know, I don't like to blow your trumpet, but you did come, what, 357th <laughs> overall? That's right. I see it tattooed the, on your arm. I got, I got, I got the, uh, you know, they call it key ring territory. <laughs> Top 1,000. There you go. Yeah, boom. Elite. An elite super coach player. Yeah. Um, so, Parry got their 14th wooden spoon, and, um, and, and on it's a taken scale of, this long to, on a to scale get of over one, it. On a scale of 1 to 14, yeah. how much did it hurt? This was the worst. This the was worst? This was by far and away. Like, yeah. this was... I don't know if it's the only one I've been on Twitter for. Because so when that it comes hurt. to Parry, you're generally... You, you err on the side of pessimism. Yeah. But... You probably had a little spark in your eye. Big sparkle in my eye. I had a big sparkle in my eye, and it was, it was the worst from from all manner of reasons. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, the players from the players standing on the field, you know, yeah, yeah, the boysing with Manly after they'd been fifty-four nilled. Yeah. To uh, the stick with us tweets. To the, you know, hang, trust the process, trust the process, Gutho, to the just crying in the sheds, crying in the sheds, players hurting, doing nothing about it. And mm. then I think the thing that triggered me most was they then, you know, they had the opportunity to look at why this club, you've won three wooden spoons in seven years yep. and you're one of the wealthiest clubs in the league, yep. you know, second highest membership in, in New South Wales. Yep. Um, the, the, and the best nursery. There's Para should be a good club. Mm. We all you can say whatever you want about Para, but they should be a good club. Mm. I think that's part of the funny thing for other supporters is <laughs> what the fuck. Yeah. So they had an opportunity to address it, and they called in this uh, strategic review. Mm. Now the guy who did the strategic review, that the term used by someone I spoke to, who's who's knowledgeable of these affairs, mm. was was lightweight. This guy is a lightweight. Lightweight. So yeah. they bought in a lightweight. They spent six weeks or however long it was doing this expensive review. Mm. And what did they come up with? Basically, it was no one's fault. It wasn't the coach's fault. Is. It wasn't the recruit. Of course, because it's paid for by the administration. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't the CEO's fault. No. 
it was so Brad Arthur it's not his fault because he didn't have a head of football and he didn't have enough assistance mm. okay well so whose job is it to ask for them wouldn't they shouldn't the coach ask for them mm. no 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 it's not his fault okay well then what it must be the CEO oh no it's not the CEO's fault either Bernie mm. hey guys we don't get it anywhere point yeah the let's fingers. not point the fingers okay well what was the, <laughs> okay. so what is the answer the answer from the strategic review is let's we don't spend enough money like yeah. it's the most okay. well I, I read some of it um, from the Cumberland throw did a little brief on it yeah right the one I like that he pointed in was, uh, it was the fact that the uh, was it the Wentworth? Oh yeah, Magpies. Magpies. Yeah, the, the They've got to be rebranded yeah. Parramatta Eels so they all feel like one team. Yeah. Really. Well, you know that's fine. That's fine. Do that. Yeah, but do you but really think that's why they came fourteenth? Yeah, exactly. Fourteenth uh, wooden spoon. Sorry. Yeah, fourteenth yeah. wooden spoon. Yeah. So that triggered me. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to say sixteenth wooden spoon. That's. That's. I'm getting ahead away. of myself. Two thousand and twenty. So. <laughs> yeah. So so we got that was my first headline, but yep. as you can tell, it didn't really bother me. I don't. I don't take this. So it was the worst. It was yeah. the worst of the worst, given where we were. Yeah. Given what we'd been yeah. through. And the fact that you're even copying it from my four-year-old. Yeah, about that's it. right. And and you know another another hard stat came out. They went through all the teams' TPAs. Yes. And Paris now at like one of the lowest, which kind of makes sense if you've been pinged for salary cap cheating and yeah. you've got what is that once bitten twice shy. Well, you know the other problem is we've got it. So when you remember at the end of the season, I know we're not going too far back, mm. but there was a story that Para was cheating the salary cap through giving players undervalued rent and it was being done by right. Paris chairman. Yeah. And I was extremely confident from the outset that it wasn't true mm. and the reason i was confident isn't really a good thing it's because para has an administrator as their chairman so we've still got max donnelly who's who's not elected he's appointed by the state government as our chairman so he what has he got to gain from like he's he's not our he's not going to stay on as para's chairman mm. he's an external administrator i think he's already resigned yeah why would he put himself in potential legal strife when he's got no affiliation to the club apart from working in it, he's not a fan, you know. Mm. I'm sure he likes the role. But why would he risk doing TPAs when it could sully his professional reputation he's made for years? Same reason why people write illegal things in emails and yeah, I know. just but I leave think... it on the server like a bunch of fucking idiots. I know, I know. I don't think they really understand how Yeah, but this guy does. Works. This guy's an, a liquidator. Okay. They have to okay. go through... Right. That's his job is to find people who've done the dodgy. So. Yeah. so there's my first headline, Paris Spoon. And anyway, it's 2019. I, I had to take a rest off Twitter. It was so bad. Yeah, know? yeah. It just... what It was bringing me no joy at no all. No joy. So... There, anyway, so let's move on. Can to I the just next. say though that when they, I, will, I just want to just a throwback that when when Para got the fourteenth wooden spoon, yeah, I, I was thinking late mail, late mail would be smiling right now. <laughs> he would, and yeah, God we've bless got him. a shout out late mail. Yeah, uh, he, he's up there smiling down, smiling just down. firing off zingers. Yeah, to just you. firing off, having a punt, putting <laughs> out some right. bad tips right. that I would regularly bet on because <laughs> I bet on one once and it got up the first one. Of late mail's ever tips. Yeah. And uh, it got up. Right. And I thought, this guy's a genius. Doesn't know <laughs> then, a thing about rugby league. Yeah. And then I think I bet on like 10 and they, oh, they're still running. They're yeah. probably up there with him. <laughs> I, think I, I think I bought one at the butcher last week. Yeah. 
so uh yeah shout out to late mo um r.i.p it's it's a sad phenomenon um, yeah it is another para fan passed away a couple of weeks ago tater chips um was a, was oh, okay. a lovely young yep. girl that felt yep. didn't know much about her but she was a an eels fan and would have been in her 20s i think and it's a weird feeling you kind of have this connection to people that you've yeah. never met yeah but um yeah it is weird you know it? you feel sad but you yeah. kind of don't know really what to say yeah uh, so thanks i think um i think andy was andy c was maybe or was it tricky that was leading the andy c i think it was yeah yeah it was, um so you know con- condolences to to andy and anyone who was close to late mail yep and we know he's smiling up there yeah. looking at Paris sucking yeah as he would like it so um <laughs> one more headline uh another para yeah give us another para uh, well i was going to go on jared hayne but i think i'll it's, it's yeah it's a bit nasty let's move i don't on think we need to talk about jared hayne theoretically he's he wasn't a para player when he That's did right. it was he? yeah yeah Corey norman released by the eels and signed by the st george illawarra dragon what are they thinking yeah i i i don't care what you pay if if like we need a five eight yeah right and if I read in the headline, power of play, 90% of Corey's way, Manly and Manly sign him, I would still be disappointed. Would you? Yeah. It's I wasn't not, sure what you were getting at. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with his playing ability. Yeah. It's the attitude of, oh, well. He's just a, he's just a cancer. I think, yeah. I think, like, I'm no fan of Mitchell Moses either. So I, I would have been equally as happy for Moses to go. Mm. I think... Paras at that point where you go, how, how the guy's been given so many chances, yep, and he has consistently shown that he doesn't he doesn't care about being a first grader. He no. doesn't care he doesn't care about his career no. as a football player. No. He wants to have fun. He wants to be a party yep. boy, and he's a young, good-looking guy. I get it. He runs his clothing brand, which I'm a big supporter of, as mm. you know. Um, go and do that, but. What that brings to a club is just noxious to the young players yeah, in particular. Because right. he, you could imagine he would be a character. He'd be a good guy to have a beer with. Yeah, he'd be fun. Yeah, and he'd have girls flocking to him, which we've seen he does. You mm. know, in his videos, very neatly manicured private parts. <laughs> you know, and yeah. good luck to him. Yeah, but that's not the guy you want. No. as he's twenty-seven, like he's not. And even... I think there's a difference between being a scallywag. Yeah, right? yeah, being a scallywag. Like someone like, well, let's just talk about Para's other, don't want to jump ahead, but Fergo, yeah. right? He, For all intents and purposes, from what you hear, he's a, he's a bit of a scallywag, yeah. right? <laughs> off off the field. Gets up to all sorts of drinks and all the rest of it. But you also get the feeling at at training, he probably goes hard. Yeah, yeah. During the game, he goes hard. When he loses, he's probably genuinely upset, yeah, upset yeah. and goes it. And that's a difference, I think between someone like Corey Norman and someone like that is he's a scallywag but he also just has a laid back oh guys whatever hey yeah. who's going out tonight with me you know what I mean which yeah. is even worse yeah. which I think would turn clubs off yeah so so you throw you throw that in there and as I said I was going to talk about Jared Hayne I want to touch on a little bit about Jared Hayne another big off, off season story mm. the thing that I think I mean, it was on the grand final night, so I think you know there's there's maybe some excuse. But after his alleged assault, I think we all know that he was charged with assaulting mm. someone while a taxi waited. I find that mm. possibly the weirdest and mm. you know 
ugliest, one of the ugly parts of the story. He then went and met Kaiser Pritchard and Brad Takarangi at yep. a Mer- Maryland's bowling club or somewhere. Yeah, somewhere out in the apparel. At like yeah. three in the morning, they're yeah. on the piss yeah. playing pokies. Yeah. Now, again, it's the off-season I get, but what are these the type of people you want at your club? That's then, right. You know, they're not. And Para's got a problem. And this is my going back to why I was triggered with the review. There is clearly a culture problem at the club. Mm. That you, but no one's doing anything to change it. So... Corey going, as much as I think he's the more talented of the two playmakers we had, he's got a, definitely got a better kicking game than Mitchell Moses, mm. and he's as good in attack, I think. But he showed us his hand. We're not going to win anything with no. Corey Norman, so be Yeah, there. I mean, you, you, you're rolling the dice a little bit with your halves yep. this season, but better than playing the losing hand that you've already got. Yeah, you know you're going to lose anyway. Yeah, yeah. You just came last, so yeah. what? you can't go any worse. But speaking of winning halves combinations... <laughs> yeah. He Kane, he saw, he <laughs> conquered. Kane LG set for Dally M winning season. <laughs> I think you just Kane all over your stomach. <laughs> um, so Kane LG, Manly's big signing. Wow. Yeah, big signing. Yes. Welcome look, back, Silver Tails. Look. You'd have to say something's not working for the, the last, salary cap. For the last three seasons, mm. it's saying a lot that well, the last foot, counting this season going in, yeah, he's the second best. We've had a different five-eighth each season, mm. and he's the second best we've had. Um, without him even stepping onto the field, I can say he's going to be better than Dylan Walker. Yeah, uh, and he's going to be better than Lachlan Croker. I forgot that. I couldn't even yeah. think of his name. Like, at least there's a, at least we know he can kind of play the position like mm. he he can't defend but then either could either either could um the guy who left i can't remember his name green yeah is it green green yeah. yeah whatever his name is something green um blake blake green yeah. that's it out of the five eights he's probably in the nrl yep he's probably bottom three but at least <laughs> at least he's played the position as opposed to the other two guys who's never even played the position in the NRL before. Yeah. And we were banking all our hopes on it. So, look, we've got, you know... You just need someone serviceable, don't you? Like, we just, just someone, someone who, can who isn't let DCE yeah. do all the work. He's, you've got a good halfback. Yeah. You've got a good uh, fullback. Yeah. You've got a good, pretty good hooker. I know you, you love Appy. I'm, I think he's a good... He's a definitely a good, a decent hooker. Yeah. So you've got the elements of your spine so you just want someone who can not be terrible you just want someone who <laughs> who's up to first grade maybe a, a slightly different option to kicking the ball other than dc kicking it every yeah, time yeah yeah so so anyway we'll see we'll see how we go we'll see, we'll see how we go yeah um and then just quickly i don't really have a heading for this but then um you know the first thing des did mm. when he came in was re-sign the two young forwards in uh, AFB and Taniella Paseca okay. until 2021, which is good. Okay. Because there's a lot of talk about Tapao yep. and AFB mm. both wanting to leave. Yeah. They're like, I'm fucking sick of it. Well, let's... And if there's one thing Des Nut loves is his forwards. Yeah. So the first thing he did apparently was go in and give a bit of love to those guys and just say, you are definitely in my plans moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we should move on to 
team lists. So team I thought, lists. yeah, yep. I think you know we all want to know. You're the you're the basically the mole kaboom. You, kaboom. you pick these things yep. before I pick it like a dirty, <laughs> dirty nose. Yeah. All right. So Manly, 2019. Yeah. Let's go through your squad and what what you. Okay. Where, where, what are the strengths and weaknesses? Uh, at fullback, I've got um, New South Wales and Australia's fullback. Mm. Billy Tom- Slater. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, that's Queensland. Yeah. yeah. Tom Travojevic. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Wingers. This is where things get a little he's bit... He's pretty handy. Yeah, he's so, pretty so handy. So that's a tick. You, tick. Number one is... is you're tick, you've got to say he's top five mm. in yeah. the league. Yep. Um, wingers. This is where things get a little bit sketchy. <laughs> so it kind of... It also... Because it kind of depends on what's happening with Dylan Walker as well. Yeah. I'm going to say Dylan Walker's playing round one, but he won't be. Yeah. But let's just go with it. Okay. So wingers, we've got Tafua. Mm-hmm. That's okay. The, take take that. The, the the hot money. Yeah. Is on Albert Hopawati. Okay. Now I think he's 18. Okay. So young. Yeah. Been playing fullback, but apparently he's an absolute gun. Okay. Um, they reckon he'll get a go on the wing. Okay. Um, well, wing is one of those positions too where you'd rather have an inexper- inexperienced winger mm. than have an inexperienced fullback or an inexperienced exactly. hooker. You know? Well, and that's the thing. At least if we get Albert Hopawati in there to get some first grade experience, it then gives us a bit of a backup for fullback. Yeah. Because he does play fullback. Yeah. As opposed to at the moment where Matthew Wright gets pulled in, you we know. know that and Matthew, wrongs. watching Matthew Wright is like. Um, one of those dreams where you're being chased and no matter how hard you run, you just can't get anywhere. That's that's Matthew Wright. running on quicksand. That's, that's Matthew Wright. Um, and then realistically, the other wingers, our backup wingers are Brad Parker. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> Brendan Elliott, who we signed from the Titans. Okay. And the young guy who's coming through the Manly Juniors, Tavita Funa. Okay. Who again, apparently is a good, good winger player, yeah. and apparently is a really good kicker. Okay. Yeah, so which is what we need. Mm. Um, centers, we've got Dylan Walker and Moses Suli. Mm. Oh, Moses Suli has the potential to be like a Joey Leilua, just an absolute monster. Yeah. Who just runs over people. If he wakes up in the morning. The, the issue, well, the issue being is that he's probably. Maybe he's got he's chronic too fatigue big. syndrome. Maybe yes. <laughs> I hear it. But he's too big and yeah. too slow. Yeah. And then you pair him with us with manly slow wingers, mm. and it just was it wasn't it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, and Brian Kelly gone. Brian Kelly gone, which I'm I'm surprised. He was just about. hitting his straps, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought he was really good yeah. last season. Oh well, he came 15. I think he left because he left before Dez came in. Yeah. He was released before Dez, so I think it was just a funny period. Yeah. He probably got a good, and he was just like, I just want out of here. Mm. And they're like, fine. Because he literally signed a two-year extension with us yeah. only a month before. Yeah, weird. Um, halves pairing, probably, yeah. you know, yeah, we'll, we've, well, we've got, at, at the halfback, we've got yeah. Australia's probably and... Probably greatest ever halfback. And Queensland's halfback, DCE. <laughs> Partnering him at 5'8", will no doubt be Kane LG. We'll yeah. get first crack at it. But, you know, snapping on his heels, we've got Trent Hodgkinson. Wow. The good... The, Former... The good Hodgkinson. Origin hero. Origin hero. <laughs> Trent Hodgkinson. Uh, we've got recovering knee issue guy, Lachlan Croker. Well, yeah. as opposed to... Um, well, actually, he's Hodgkinson, in- who's not... Rec- he just doesn't have any knees <laughs> well, left. Well, he's never recovered from it. <laughs> 
Um, and we've got a guy called Cade Cust. That's a good rugby league name. Yeah, Cade Cust. Cade, You're gonna love it. It sounds like he's either gonna sounds be a league like player a, or a porn star. <laughs> I was gonna say the identity of a superhero, mild mannered identity, <laughs> along Cade. with Peter Parker. Cade Cust is the bad guy. Yeah. He's like owns a media company that yeah. takes over the world. Yeah. Um, so again, a little bit thin in the halves. Yeah. I would say. Well, not in the centres, though. We're sorely there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, our props are AFB, Martin Tapau, uh, Taniel Paseka, yeah. and Tanganoa. Wow. That's, and I like that. Big boys. Yeah, big boys. Mm. If one of those guys go down injured, yeah, we've got like a Lloyd Perrett and a Tifaloli Sofa Locklock yeah. or something or other, you know, one of those one of those big guys, but you would hope that those guys don't go down. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Because <laughs> then we're thin on the ground. But in terms of a top seventeen rotation, it's a good pack. Yeah. It's a good pack to it's have. It's a good pack with no depth. So you can yep. you don't want to get any injuries. Yep. Exactly. You got, but but yeah. look, and this is this is, not to go back to Trent Barrett, mm. but there was some there was some stats going out from how teams use their bench. Mm. Our bench played the least amount of minutes, and we had the most amount of games where the entire seventeen didn't play. Yeah, like, Trent Barrett was just flogging to power, and all these guys it was like like the first game against Newcastle last season mm. went into overtime golden point we played it with 50 we had two guys on the bench that never even got onto the field and that's in golden point but maybe that's because they were the two the two rights that make a wrong together no but it wasn't it was like <laughs> but still at some point in the game yeah, you wouldn't you bring them on to give them or a just breather? choose different guys on or the bench if they're not good enough then yeah yeah uh, honestly I don't, yeah I don't poor. know but anyway so second row We've got um, we've got Sirenin, Curtis, oh, your favourite, my favourite. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go on. You know how people like to say, uh, what do they call it? The big calls or take hot take, hot take. Yeah, you know, or fearless prediction. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my fearless prediction. Okay. For 2019. Yeah. If Curtis Sirenin plays every game, yeah, this season, mm. Manly will win the premiership. <laughs> Okay, yeah. write it down. Write it down. Write it down. I, I have a similar Fearless one with, prediction. with Kaiser Pritchard. Okay. <laughs> Mate, you could just say if he plays more than 40 minutes. If he plays every... If Tim Manor <laughs> plays more than 40 minutes in yeah. every game, yeah, we'll, we'll get the spoon again. All right, so we've got Curtis Searin and Joel Thompson. Mm. Joel Thompson, I feel, is... I'd hate to say it. But the signs are there. Yeah. You know how players... I told you this about Joel Thompson. You know, you know how players kind of like gal over the last couple of years have suddenly gotten more into media? Yeah. You know, they suddenly go like, yeah, they're looking oh, hang on, the writing's, yeah. writing's on the wall. I need 100%. to look outside. Joel Thompson's been very vocal in all the things he's doing outside yeah. of... I feel like and... he's setting himself up for life after football. <laughs> um, yeah. he's He was <clears> never though, at least Gallon... Gallon's a prick, but Gallon was a good player. Yeah. Joel Thompson was never that good a player. No, no. Anyway, but I feel like he looked like he should he be was, a good player. He was serviceable last season. Mm. I feel like he's going to. Yeah. I feel like he's going to drop this season. Yeah. I feel like it's that classic. I'll put in the first season, and then form will age. Yeah. It'll all just fall away this it's, season. It's, it's the opposite of the like. It's 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 the quandary that. 
club's face. So you don't want to... It's nice to say we have a no dickheads policy mm. because character is important, right? Mm. You do want good young men mm. leading the younger players through or good, you know, the mature players. You want good role models, but at the same time, they need to be good at playing rugby league. Yeah. And that's, I think, a bit of... That's the same thing happened with Cam King at Para. By all accounts, just a lovely guy. Mm. Does a lot of good off-field work. Mm. Everyone likes him. He's a mm. good guy to have around the club. At the end of the day, he was just a not a very good rugby league player. Yep. I'm not putting Thompson in the same class as King. I think Thompson is a better rugby league player than Cam King ever would be. Yep. But mm, he's just not playing that well. No. So it's nice to see him doing all this stuff off the field. Yeah. But it'd be nicer if he you well, know, had a few offloads. And yeah, the problem is, is that the, the backups we've got there are Jetski, yeah. king, king of the cheap hit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a guy we signed from Penrith, Corey Waddell. Mm. Never seen him play. Don't yeah. know anything about him. But I'm basing this on the fact that Penrith have a glut of second rowers. Yeah. To the point where they even released Corey Horawera Naira, yeah. who's a really good second rower. Yeah. So I'm just hoping that this he's guy's good. Yeah. he's good, but Penrith just have too many second rows and they've released him because of that. Okay. I'm hoping. Yeah. Because if, if he's not, we're in trouble. Okay. Um, Hooker, we're looking really good. Mm. Arpy's back. Mm. And then I reckon our, you know, our super sub will be um, Manas Fanua. Okay. Um, who was filled in for Arpy at Hooker. Think, so yeah. I reckon at least we've got like a good hooker and a good backup hooker now. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Locke, we've got Jake Travojevic, the, mm. the truffle pig. Hang on. You just got to take a minute to <laughs> exhale when you say that. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think uh, I think winger is where we've struggled. Yeah. Um, and I think we will continue to struggle this season. I, I don't say I unless I, yeah. unless one of these young guys come out and has like a gun of a season. I don't really. So see wh- wh- too where much. do you predict? Where do you predict? If you had to, we didn't. This is not planned. If you had to predict yep. a ladder position, I don't think. Our team yep. has improved mm. from last season. I don't think it has um, gone down. Mm-hmm. So I still think we're a top 12 side. Yeah, We should have been a top 12. We've got, on paper, we've got a side that will get that should go top 12. Yep. So I predict, I predict top 12. So 12. I would even... No, I'd say 10th. I tenth. think we'll come 10th. Okay. Yep. okay. I'd like to be... say top 8, but... Realistically, He's not I just yeah. don't see unless the coaching unless, was the, such a unless TB was so bad, so bad, yeah. Unless he's so bad that he was really holding everyone back, yeah. Then you know, and and it'll really come down to you know we'll have to, as always injuries, yeah. Like I said, if Sirenen can get through the whole season, play every game, we'll win the premiership, yeah. Fearless okay. prediction, yeah. Um. Yeah, para. <sighs> para. So, our. I think we're gonna. I think they'll put Gutherson at fullback. Um, I think fullback's not a great thing for us. I don't think we have a real fullback um, with Hayne gone. Yep. So, and I think it was dumb not playing Hayne at fullback last year. But yeah, uh, you know, we've the names being tossed around. Uh, Bevan French. Mm. I think we've seen that French is too little to be a fullback. Mm. 
Um, Will Smith, same deal. Too too little to be a fullback. Mm. I don't think Ferguson is going to go as fullback. Um, he wouldn't be a bad option. He'd be as good as um, Gutherson, but I think they'll keep him on the wing. Cause but they, he's a better winger than Gutherson. He's a better so. winger than Gutherson. But so. this is what I find funny about Brad Arthur. Last yeah. season, he was going, it's anyone's position. They're all jostling. Yeah. And it didn't work. Yeah. Taking that tact did not work. Yeah. And now this season he's doing it again. Yeah. It's like, I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to inspire everyone to fight for it. But does he really think he has a team that if he says, okay, Gunnison, you're fullback, yeah. does he really think Gunnison is going to go, sweet, <laughs> stop training? Yeah. Does yeah. he think Bevan French is going to go, ah, oh, fuck it, I won't try then? Yeah, like, yeah. is this the team that he's got that he feels yeah. like he needs to Maybe. do that? Maybe it is. Yeah, but it didn't work last season. So try some Anyway. He's tried. So uh, then I think the wingers will be... Um, Ferguson and there's a Fijian I'm hoping so uh, it could you could have uh, probably George Jennings mm. I think was in decent form for the Eels last year so mm. I think they'll go with um, Ferguson and Jennings but they've also got a, a Fijian guy that's meant to be do you think power is just now for the for the next 10 years is just gonna yeah probably try and find the next yeah semi? we've been trying to find the next still well that's what I'm gonna say years, yeah so. it's now it's now trying to find the next semi. the next semi so um, yeah. If only Semi was hadn't retired and he was still playing football. Yeah. Oh, hang on a sec. Yeah. We'll so we'll get another uh, Fiji and then as soon as he's good, he'll go and play in, in France. Yeah. Um. So I think it'll be George Jennings and Fergo. I think yep. that's pretty safe. But yep. I'm hoping this Fijian guy is as good as some of the guys say. Um. In the centres, I think they're stuck with Michael Jennings. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants Michael Jennings and. They structured his deal so well that yeah. it's basically his option whether he plays or not. Yeah. Um, he has retired from Origin, I know, so that's a, that's an upside. Yeah. So he won't be. Uh, you know, we'll have him during the Origin break. That's great, which is a relief. Yeah, um, we had him last Origin break too. So yeah, two years in a row would be a relief. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be Jennings and Jamin Salmon, even though I think he'll get a few weeks through his drink driving. A um, couple okay. of weeks, I think. You reckon? Yeah, okay. a couple. Not, not many. It was low range drink driving, yeah. and a, we know Todd Greenberg. Well, I was going to say, surely um, so. he got a letter from Todd Greenberg. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think it'll be those those two. I'll be yep. interested there because I think Salmon's allegedly a good young player. He didn't show us a lot last year. He wasn't mm. he wasn't eye catchingly good, but he wasn't out of his depth so at least he got a couple of reps in a losing season which mm. was another one of the things that triggered me last year why don't you put some younger players in yeah um instead of sticking with the same bunch of losers so interesting will it work i don't know it can't be any worse that's my approach to this season, <laughs> only way is right up. yeah well not even you could stay in the same spot but yeah you're not going to get worse you're not going to no. come 17th no um Halves. This could is, get relegated. Yeah, exactly. North North Sydney Bears. Yeah, the might Bears come back. are coming back. Um, they're gonna have Mitch Moses. Now, I I don't like Mitch Moses. I at least he cares. You gotta uh, say that. I think he, at there's, least he's there's caring, and yeah. then there's being destructive to your teammates, like yep. having everyone hate you when you mm. call them a cunt mm. while they're playing the ball. Mm. Or push up cunt, as he mm. said. I think Moses is is almost a liability in that. He gets too angry and he's this little... You can imagine playing with him. You've probably mm. played basketball with guys like that. that yeah. 
that think little, they're the little best. yappy dogs. Yappy. Yeah. And you just, I think the team just goes, shut up, mate. You can't kick. Midfield bomb Moses, I call him. Yeah. He's got to learn to kick. He's got to put on about 20 kilos. Apparently, he's bulked up a little bit. For him, that probably two kilos. Mm. I think he's still too little. He still can't kick. I'll believe it when I see otherwise. And I think he still gives off a bad vibe. So, unless the Eels are winning, you know, he's a front runner, I think. So, he played well in 2017 when the team made a charge for the top four Mm. because they were winning. Um, I don't think he's got the ticker when they lose. I think he sulks and he gives away... He gives away dumb penalties. He gets sent to the sin bin because he loses his temper and cheats. You know, yeah, does yeah, a dumb... Yeah. Like, tackles someone. It's, yeah. He's a liability. I don't like him, but anyway, he's there. The one that the Eels fans are most excited by is their number six, this guy, Dylan Brown. Yeah. So, Dylan Brown, by all accounts, is a very talented young player. Um, he's 18, though. Well, Warriors tried to steal him. Warriors tried to steal him, and we all know the Warriors are a bastion of... Um, well, they got premierships. a good eye. Yeah. They got a good eye for talent. I'm I'm happy with this. I don't. I think people need to temper their expectations. A, the guy's little, so mm. Moses and Brown are going to be the two smallest. Imagine if you got Moses, Brown, and French, and and well, no, yeah. I was going to say and uh, Kaiser Pritchard at well, hooker. Reed Marnie's smaller than Kaiser Pritchard. Jesus. So we, yeah, that's my concern with this Brown guy. Yeah, is. He's, by all accounts, got a lot of natural talent, um, but he's little, and he's being... It's a big responsibility, you know, mm. to take... He's a good kicker, but you've got a pretty crappy forward pack. Mm. Um, you've got an untested hooker, and you've got a halfback that can't kick. So, I'm... Yeah, I like Brown. I like... I like at least we haven't gone out and bought a foreign. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm... Yeah, I'm not sure. And and I, will it will it be better than Moses and Norman? Probably not. Like Moses and Norman uh, I reckon, paper. I reckon it'll be better than Moses Moses and Norman. Yeah. So there are halves. Um, so the back line I think has got some issues because if you look at where we were last year, yep, we couldn't we couldn't score points. Yep. And I don't see what we've done. Ferguson I think is good at. Scoring tries, maybe so mm. that's an up. That's definitely an improvement. Yep. And Ferguson is, you know, one of the stats parallel weakest stat was the back three making yards to yep. get you off. You know, so you're not always on your try line. Mm. I think you know he'll Ferguson will alleviate that, but I don't know. I, I'm still concerned about Jennings. I'm still concerned about where our points are going to come from. Yeah. Um, and Hayne was at the end of the season was probably the attacking spark that the only attacking spark mm. we had and he's gone mm. and I don't think Ferguson's not a player like Hayne where he creates a lot nah. he's a finisher yeah he's a big body that can bash over yeah, the line and, he's, and stuff like he's that he's a good yeah. finisher yeah. but he's not the, the spark so that's that's my question a lot falls on this Dylan Brown shoulders mm. Uh, mm. it's a big ask on an 18 year old who's small yeah um, forward pack um, props are going to probably be Junior Paulo, which is a step up, mm-hmm. um, and Daniel Alvaro. I thought Alvaro was good for us last year, um, albeit we came last, so he wasn't that good. <laughs> um, I'm okay with those two props. Yeah, Hooker, I think, again, BA's rolled the dice, and I don't. Reed Marnie is was okay. 
you know. He, well, I was saying to you, yeah. what, you know, and and funnily enough, I read an article this morning, yeah, asking the exact same question that I asked you about two weeks ago. James Seguiaro. Yeah. You wouldn't sign him when Norman's there, mm. but why not? Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm why not? Mate. I don't... I he's got to be better than... He's got to... You're right. You're right. Although my expectations for this year are just... We're going to suck. Yeah. So just try and... I don't want to be stuck with Seguiaro on a three-year deal. No, if we could get him on a one-year... No one's year, signing no him. You could get him on a one-year deal and you could get him cheap. And he's a dick. He's a like. Is he? Yeah. Well, he's mates with Norman. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's the type. Having just got rid of Norman. Yeah. I get. I think. I think you're hundred percent right. Segiaro is better than any hooker we have on our books, mm. and he doesn't have. He's the only hooker that's available. Mm. It makes sense for Parra to buy him, but you're then buying Corey Norman light. You're getting yeah, but another if, party but the boy. difference is, is that Corey Norman, you're paying nine hundred thousand a season, yeah. right? You get Seguiaro cheap, and if he misbehaves, all right, off you go to to yeah, to, to Wenny to yeah. Wentworth Magpies. You know what I mean? Like you Maybe, don't have yeah. so much money invested in him that you have to play him. You just going, all right, you're carrying on. Bye. Yeah, we'll fine. see you. And you only signed a one year. Yeah, He'd and he doesn't it. seem as big a cock as Norman. He doesn't. Yeah, he he's one of those guys who hangs around with Norman because he because like you said, Norman's probably a fun guy mm. and cool to hang around with and all the rest of it. But I don't see him being as big a knob. Yeah. Look, I I, I could I could and he live seems with to play it. with a lot of intensity when he's out I could out live there. with him, but yeah. I, I can also I can see why they might be. You don't. You're not disappointed if he's not. Uh, I could yeah. go either way. Look, yeah. it's not gonna. He's not gonna turn Paris season around. He's no. not that good a player. Yeah. That he might take us from 14th to 13th. Yeah. But he's not gonna get us in the eight. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's an improvement, but be let's be realistic about where the where the rest of the roster sits. Mm. Um, and then the back rowers, I think they're going to have um, Manu Ma'u and um, Sean Lane and then Manly's high scorer. Manly's high well, scorer. you wonder what you were saying before, where are the points going to come from? That's edge points. So that's the, you know, he, it's a different thing running off Jake Travojevic and Tom Travojevic. Well, he scored a lot of points off DCE mm. and, but, and they were barge overs because he's so tall. He, just reaches out. he goes yeah. over the top yeah. of people. Yeah. So when you're down there, he can score your he can score your points. Yeah, you've got to get down there though. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, so I you know who knows he's mm. I think the 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 upside versus Manly. I was trying to think you know what what's the difference. I think we've made more buys. Mm. So you know there's in certain positions we've upgraded definitely. Junior mm. Paulo is better than Tim Manor. Mm. It means Manor's going to spend even less time in the team. Yeah. Um. Blake Ferguson is better than Will Smith or Ryan Hoffman. Ryan Hoffman or yep. Bevan French. Yeah. Um, and then they can, you know, they can work. They've got more options. They've, they've still got guys like Tepai Moroa to come on as a bench. Kane so they, Evans. Kane Evans. Yeah, I don't like Kane Evans. Um, he's, he's a pretty good boxer from what from the footage I've seen. <laughs> shadow boxing. If so, only you showed that much fight on the oh on the my field. God, yeah. So I think, um, <laughs> but. You still got to ask yourself, where are they going to score points? Like, and they've lost Norman. They've lost one of probably their best playmakers gone, mm. and their other best playmaker, the two best playmakers from last year, are gone. Hayne and Norman. <coughs> now they've got a better finisher, and they've got a young guy that maybe is, you know, maybe 
Moses and Brown are the equal of Moses. They couldn't be any worse. Mm. Um, I just don't see where they're going to score points. So mm. what para? What what I th- I think para? I don't think they'll get the spoon. I'm part of that's just hoping. Mm. But I think if you watch them this year, they're not carrying on with the same arrogance they carried on with yeah. last year. They, it does obviously finally mean a lot to them. Twenty yep. of them are off contract, right? So they're literally playing for their careers. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm not super excited about. 2019 has on offer for me as a as an Eels fan. So, in other words, you could almost say that you're done. <laughs> that's right. So that's a nice segue into uh, I'm done's now. I'd like to start off with saying for 2019, Todd Greenberg. Yep. I'm done. Wow. Wow. That's, that's... there's a lot of people who have been saying. Get rid of Todd Greenberg for mm. a while, mm. and much like Trent Barrett, I don't jump on those bandwagons. Yep, you you, you because make your own opinion. Well, that's right. I make my own opinion, and I also think, well, let's not. Sh- who's the alternative then? Mm. Show me the other candidate for the job, because the last guy who ran it, he was like, get rid of him, get rid of him. Mm. The guy before that, get rid of him, get rid of him. Mm. Like at some point, everyone's got their use by date. Yeah, but he's reached a new level. There's yep. been a lot of, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then he doesn't really get around to doing anything. Yep. There's been probably more salary caps uh, cheating come out. Wow, really? Under what? his tenure. Well, TPA. Para. Yeah. Para came out I'm under joking. him. I'm yeah. joking. You yeah, know how triggered I am. Buddy. Yeah. And what has Tigers? he done? What? Tigers. What? Another fan base that yep. were very high and mighty about not cheating the cap and then oh we offered Robbie Farrer a deal off the table yeah and now they're like oh yeah but he wasn't necessarily going to take it it's like me getting caught buying drugs and saying yeah but I wasn't I wasn't going to take them yeah yeah or calling up or looking for drugs yeah that's right but I what what is the NRL doing to be proactive to find this stuff because if you look if you look yeah it's every time it's either been self-reported mm-hmm. or they've been looking for something else. And it's come up. Yeah. Manly got done, not because of TPAs, yeah. but because the police were looking at them for match, match fixing. fixing. And then the police went, oh yeah, you guys might want to have a look at these emails right here. I think mm. this could be against it. And they handed it over to the NRL. Yeah. Why isn't every club audited at the end of every season? Yeah. There's well, 16 yeah. clubs. And it seems to take... didn't take them long to find the emails for the Sharks. No. It takes maybe a couple of weeks yeah. to do an audit of each team. Like, I, I don't get it. And he's not doing anything. And then this was the final straw, mm. right? With all the off-season stuff that's happened. Todd Greenberg gets interviewed by Sydney Morning Herald. I think it was Andrew Webster. Yeah. And Andrew Webster asked him this. Your decision to give... And I'll talking about Greg Inglis yep. and the fact that Todd Greenberg gave Greg Inglis a letter of recommendation, yep. a, a character, character witness reference, reference yep. to take into court to get him off drink driving, yep. high range drink driving mm. and speeding. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't just, oh, fuck, I'm doing the back roads and I'll just do 40 along here and hopefully I get home. Oh shit, I've been caught. <laughs> this guy's flying 150 drunk along a freeway. Yeah. 
So Andrew Webster said, your decision to give Greg Inglis a character reference for his court appearance last week for drink driving charges didn't go down well with other clubs. Todd Greenberg's response is, I'm sure it didn't, which is possibly one of the more arrogant responses mm. straight off the bat you can say. Like, yeah, I'm sure it didn't. Yeah. Oh, well. And then he goes, but he was the guy we selected to be captain of Australia. Irrelevant. Mm. I know him well. I've known him for a long time. He asked me to do that and I was happy to do it. If there's a player I do have a relationship with and I've worked with GI with his various challenges, I was happy to help him out. I'm unapologetic about giving him a reference. Mm. If you have a relationship with a player, then you actually need to excuse yourself from the entire proceedings Mm. because you should not be influenced. All players should be exactly the same for him. It doesn't matter if you personally know that player or not. Is it... Is it um, Jamin? Is it J- is Jamin Salmon? Is that it? Jamin <laughs> Salmon. Salmon. Yeah. Is it Jamin Salmon's fault that he's never met Todd Greenberg yeah. and have a relationship with him? Yeah. No, it's not his fault. So why does one guy get preference over another? Mm. And and the fact that he's coming out and being so arrogant about it, saying, "I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to apologise. I'm not. I don't care. This is what I'm doing." And it's just like, mate, that that is. That is completely the wrong attitude. That some players get preferential treatment mm. over others. Yeah. And the fact that, and you know, I've been white knighting it a little bit on social media. Really? But the fact that he's come out and said that he's going to come down hard on Dylan Napper. Now, what Dylan Napper did, what an idiot. Mm. He should definitely cop something for it. Mm. He's been he's cop- He's copped enough that he's. Be- he, 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 that's that's him now for the rest of his career. Yeah. Big puppy and everyone will, everyone will remember him carrying jerking on and jerking off, off yeah. as Kane Evans shadow boxes <laughs> in front of him. Like that's as far as I'm concerned that's going to be the worst. Yeah, that's the biggest punishment. That, that's the biggest punishment. But, you know, sure, fine him if you want. Yeah. But if he's if he cops a couple of weeks off suspension and Greg Inglis gets nothing, mm. which it sounds like he's not going to get anything. That's a broken system. Yeah. Greg, Dylan Napa made a dickhead of himself, but broke no laws. Greg Inglis broke two laws. Yeah. And it's not his first offense. Yeah. Like, yeah. give me a break. Yeah. You're done. I'm done. Yeah. I am done with Tom Greenberg. Mm. Time for him to go. I've got my pitchfork. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go out there with my lighted torch and uh, start chanting in the streets. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, Todd Greenberg. I'm done. Well, I'm with you on Todd. Here's my I'm done. Yep. It's a bit broader, a bit less uh, okay. pitchforky. Yep. NRL off-season Twitter. Yeah? I'm done. Oh, really? Yeah, I just... You, I, you know, enough. we touched on it before. Yeah. When parody accounts start arguing with one another about <laughs> pill testing. Yeah. So when fake, you know, Josh Masood is having an argument <laughs> with fake... Ken Arthurson yeah. about the merits of building a wall. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Like I don't care. And, I and, think you're missing the point of a parody account yeah. as well. And 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 just generally political, you know, sports accounts that start giving us their political opinions. Yes. I don't care. Now I get I I get that it's easy to get carried away with politics on Twitter because we're all gagging 
for something of interest, you know? Yeah. But I'm kind of... Uh, the, the feature of Twitter that tells you what the people you follow have liked, mm. I hate because I don't yeah. care when someone's... I'm sure I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. But I, you know, when someone's getting on their high horse about something political and I mm. think to myself, I get on Twitter to talk about sport. Yes. And you do invariably get dragged into something political sometimes, but yeah. I think it's a good time to like slap yourself across the face and go, no one cares what I think about, yeah. you know, the date of Australia Day or I think there was a great, African crime gangs in Melbourne. or There was, there was a great gif put up on Twitter. Yeah. And the heading was um, Twitter arguments. Yeah. And it was a picture of a monkey in a zoo walking along and he turned around and shoved his bum up right and then the camera panned around and there was a dog there barking at the glass at the monkey showing his bum and that's all it is that's it yeah it's just two people separated by glass yeah doing two pointless things yeah i'm angry i'm angry yeah check out yeah well up yours that's so, yeah that's essential so i'm looking forward to when we can all just go back to the real benefit of twitter yeah mergers spoons triggered gifts <laughs> you know you right now yeah uh and the and, golden yeah the golden talking stuff. about tpas and salary cap cheating. yeah that's what we that's what yep. we need yeah. more of yeah and that the parody accounts can go back to being you know making for i'm done with parody yeah accounts, i think parody accounts, they, accounts, they, they were with. fun while they lasted you know but was, i think they lose sight of who they're parodying yeah that, that that's the issue you know what i mean yeah. like well we yeah. had nrl memes versus um nrl roast the nrl roast yeah and i'm de we're definitely a pro nrl roast in this battle we are but when yeah. it's like digging up personal information and uh, fa it's like god guys yeah. let's uh yeah let's yeah let's take the you're foot off the accelerator here you two you two parody accounts yeah. arguing over a sex video yeah that an nrl player yeah made like yeah it's pretty so twitter's gone weird. full retard yeah. in the off season <laughs> um and I, I i i get why i'm i'm prone to those Everyone's a little i'm bit prone bored. to going full retard myself yeah so i'm not you know throwing stones in my glass house but yeah i'm done okay well as per at normally when we record yeah we normally do it at night yeah and we've both had a couple of beers and yeah. we're kind of relaxed and in the mood a little yes. bit and we've yeah. got favorable kids lighting. aren't running around yeah, kids aren't running around and we've got favorable lighting yeah, the, but the candles are lit but unfortunately there's the harsh light of day shining yeah. in on you yeah so to get in the mood i've got a little got a little baby oil oh, i'd like wow. you just to rub over to really <laughs> show off those ripples get that you're gonna get a brown paper get bag that out. two pack into a six pack <laughs> it's a one and pack, all that actually let's see if we can mat all that chest hair together yeah wow and as we talk about our Daytime hard stats. Like it. Yeah, it's, I believe it's called afternoon delight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Just hang on. Let so me cue up a different soundtrack here. I've got um, uh, I got a good hard stat yeah. from Albion's headgear. Yes. The last time Des coached a new manly halves pairing. Yep. They won the comp. Wow. Now that's a hard stat. Wow, who would who would have that have been? F foreign and uh, uh, DC and foreign. Wow. Yeah. So it was foreign second season. Yep. And it was DC's first season. Wow. Went on to win the comp. 
So you connect the dots. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kane LG, DCE. <laughs> it's like looking in the Future Kane LG and Foreign is like looking in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> it's that Spider Man. Spider Man <laughs> yeah, meme right. where they're looking at one another. That's right. Um, and then I've got a good hard stat from Noodles, yep. Nathan. Uh, Mitch T, who is a para fan, yes, who always shout out. I like Mitch. Yeah, he's, he's, Mitch he's T. Solid. Me and him go back and forth, and 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 Noodles put a good hard stat out there. Yeah, Mitch T replies to a hundred percent of all Ben's para troll Trolls. tweets. Yes, he does, and so he should. I might add. Oh, uh, mate, I don't even have to chum the water properly. I don't even have to get blood and guts. <laughs> I've got. Just a little bit of crust, a little bit of bread, and I just throw it in. Who and he was, goes it like a carp. Who was he? He was involved in one that went for days. Mitch, oh. Mitch was in one that oh, probably went the for Batman. days with the Batman. <laughs> probably the Batman. The Batman and Mitch. Yeah. I'm not convinced they're not the same person. Probably. <laughs> it's like that movie Split. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but very awesome people and yep. never change either of you no except batman you suck <laughs> but um i love it but yeah he's right he's he, he takes it hook line and sinker yeah every time yeah have you got uh have you got any hard stats uh well i'd read some of the hard stats coming in that were very uncomplimentary of of uh para yeah and i you know the problem with winning the spoon is you don't have a lot of there's am- not a lot of ammunition comebacks. yeah um so here's one while we're talking about des yeah. Because as you pointed out to Mitch, uh, we don't we're not a seventy seven percent podcast. This yep. is a hundred percent. And um a hundred percent hundred percent, anything yeah, less anything is, less is just is just could uh, be a statistical anomaly. Fluke. <laughs> I believe it's called luck of the yeah, draw. Men lie, women lie, yeah. but facts don't lie. That's right. So Des Hasler, your your pin up coach, a hundred percent of the clubs that he's coached have cheated the salary cap. What? Well, he's coached the Bulldogs and Manly, and they're both salary cap cheating clubs. Not necessarily while he's there. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, okay. So that's there's. Is there any club that hasn't been done for salary cap cheating? It depends. Define salary cap cheating. <laughs> the Roosters have never been done. Yeah, right. Um, and here's another one that I thought was interesting. I was listening to an interview with Clinton Gutherson, Gutho. Yeah. And. Uh, he has beaten Manly 100% of the times he's played them. So he has never played in a losing team against Manly. Against Manly. Oh, he didn't play... He, he was injured this year. He didn't play in the massacre at Brookvale. No, that's... Well, the asterisks, because Clint Gutherson was out injured. Yeah, and... And the heat. And and, and Parra warming up for an hour and a half yeah, in the heat before in the, the game. 67 degree heat. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's never lost oh, well, there against you go. Manly. Okay. So round two... I expect that stat to continue. <laughs> I got one here from Davio Flavio. Okay. George Burgess has knocked back 100% of offers from NRL Wooden Spooners. That's true. Yeah. Well, who else offered him? Just Para. Just Para. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, it's devastating that Para couldn't have another forward that makes minimal impact and drops the ball a lot. And then uh, Matt Matty Lewin. At Go Zero has put every time there's a Hopawati on the wing, Manly have won a comp. Mm. Don't know. Feels like a good start. Will Hopawati? Yeah, you win he, the 2011. Comp? 
Well, but he didn't leave in 2011, did he? Or yeah. Did he? Okay. So he was on the wing at 2011. John Hopewardy was at Manly a long time. And you 90, you he was there for not the 96. You didn't win every no, year. No, but when we have won, there's been Hopewardy. But then we didn't... There wasn't a Hopewardy in 2008. So mm. that's the only point. Sure? a little bit... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, John... Uh, John, I don't know, John Hopewardy wasn't playing. And maybe yeah. there was a Hopewardy playing when, you know, you robbed the eels of that under under twelves one we saw at the at the stadium. Yeah, Albert Hopewardy Yeah, there playing. you go. Yeah. Okay. Um and while we're talking about Hopewardy, is there gonna be a sadder sporting event? <laughs> than Gallon than versus Gallon versus Hopewardy. I would if if Hopewardy like it's it's it even lasts yeah. a round. It speaks volumes about how hated Gallon is. That the public is firmly team Hopewardy. Like the guy is a thug. <laughs> He's been banned from playing NRL. He yeah. literally sticks his fingers up other players' asses. Yeah. And the public is a hundred percent behind John Hopewardy <laughs> <That's laughs> to right. belt Paul Gallon. When is that happening? I don't know. That's not. But unless it's, unless it's broadcast at the spiritual home of the podcast. Yeah. I have no interest. Oh, in I was thinking about going and seeing it live. <laughs> With Imagine chop. that. That'd be so good. That would be so... We should. Yeah. Let's find out where it is. But yeah. There'll, right. be, there'll be every... It'll be every... Every mediocre NRL player. Yeah, and some of the good there. ones as well. Yeah. Just... Nathan thinking, Brown will be thinking there. Thinking that they're at the MGM in Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah. You know? We should go dressed as like Suge Knight and Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that was the night Tupac was... Good. Yeah, that's right. It was uh, the Tyson fight. Yeah, right. And uh, we could do the same. I'll, I'll be, um, I'll be, I'm slightly full of figured, so I can be sure I'll wear a red suit. Right. You right. can be two part. Right, you I'll, can get shot. I'll, I'll go shirtless <laughs> with your thug life tattoo. It's <laughs> shot right. with a with a little uh, thing over my head. Yeah, yeah. a little do rag or um, a bandana. All right, that's it. Uh, look, actually, Mario's sent in a really good one, but. We have run out of time, unfortunately, for Mario's okay. today. So we will we will Next, get well. We do podcasts regularly. Yeah, so regularly. No Definitely, um, we'll get to Mario's um, tweet next ne- next episode for sure. Yeah. Um, but that's it. I got to get to work. Okay. And you've got to. I've got to mind your children. You've got to look after my kids. <laughs> We're both busy this afternoon. And that's also the Not All Heroes Wear Capes Award. Oh, there Believe you go. Me. Yeah, minding your children. <laughs> And when right. I say minding, we're in a room podcasting while the children... Yelling at them, telling them to shut up. <laughs> so as we say each week, may your dreams be filled with maroon and white. And may Kane Elgy kiss you goodnight. Good night, Shane. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? is always gonna be here anyway
So excited, sky rockets in flight. 